Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 217 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Pastor Jay. Hey, how you guys doing today? Uh, got a hell of a show ahead of us. We're going to have an awesome special guest. Uh, she's I actually see her hanging out in the chat box, so we should probably just go ahead and get started with that. Uh, she's a veteran provider and professional dominatrix uh, based out of Atlanta. Uh, her name is Dominique Danger. All right. So uh, whenever you're ready to call in, uh, feel free and we'll, oh, here we go. That was easy enough. It is the one and the only Sister Steel. How are you doing today? Hello. How are you? I am excellent. I'm glad you could join us. I appreciate uh, you taking the time to give us a call. Well, thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, well, uh, normally uh, how it works is I'm going to ask you some questions. Hopefully you're going to answer them. Uh, as you can okay. see, there's a chat <laughs> box going on in the background with all the people that are listening live. Feel free to answer all their right. questions if you like, or you can ignore them if you like as well, <laughs> depending on the question, I suppose. Um, okay. All right. Uh, so tell us, uh, let's get started uh, in the beginning. Uh, you said you're a fetish provider and a professional dominatrix. How did you get into that? I got into this line of work through bodybuilding. Uh, it started mm -hmm. about 20 years ago when I was uh, first started competing on the scene. And little did I know back then that there was actually a huge market for women uh, with muscle. Uh, we did not appeal to the majority as athletes. We actually attracted a, you know, uh, a small niche of the men who were uh, fetishized uh, female muscle. And so uh, mm -hmm. I ended up... Um, venturing into this realm and uh, I expanded on my repertoire of skills by training under an OWK mistress. And so I offer services with my, uh, with my area of expertise primarily is phenolenia, crotolenia, and FMG, which are fetishes that deal with female muscle, female strength, and female muscle growth. So that would be my uh, specialty actually. Okay. Uh, do you cover anything else or just those uh, things? Because, you know, when no, someone I cover, says fetish provider, that's a, that's a pretty broad uh, base, really. Everything and anything you can think of that is uh, uh, perverse <laughs> and, <laughs> and deviant in any way, I, uh, I have explored and I offer such services, provided that uh, the price is right and the screening right. is on point. Uh, uh, I'm just uh, emphasizing the fact that my look actually does... Uh, it, it does appeal to a, uh, a very niche-specific audience, which is, the, which is where the crossover between my sport and my profession comes into play. Right, right. I can, I can imagine so. Um, yeah. And obviously, the other super interesting thing about you, and not to move on quickly, we'll go back to more of the fetish stuff, obviously, uh, is that you are a black belt in uh, jiu-jitsu uh, from someone whose name I can't pronounce, but when I did a little bit of research, it has some pretty impressive lineage. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. I am a first-degree black belt under uh, Romero Cavalcanti, Jacare, and uh, I am the only female black belt at Alliance Headquarters in Atlanta. Oh, excellent. Uh, how yeah. did you start training in jiu-jitsu? <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, I ventured into the sport because... As part of the services I was offering, we uh, we fall under an, an umbrella called fantasy wrestlers, 
And so we offered a very wide range of wrestling services, everything from Greco to fantasy to fetish to uh, just pins and holds uh, to cat fights. I did underground fighting, no holds barred overseas, and I had absolutely no formal training whatsoever. We were just bitches that could throw down, basically. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so I was a brawler, really. <laughs> and uh, and I had and and I just decided to educate myself a little further on what it is that I had ventured into because right. quite honestly, I did take a very huge interest in that. And so I started out as a private student at Alliance with Chris Moriarty. He was a Brown Bolt world champion at the time. Everybody probably knows that name with Alliance. And I was a private student. I, and, and over time, it just got, I realized that I had an affinity for the sport. I fell in love with it. And it was, it just seemed a lot more economically feasible for me to join the school rather than pay for privates on the side. And the rest was just history, really. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, have, yeah. Uh, I have a great interest in martial arts and no interest in actually training for it. So, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, how, how long have you been uh, doing jujitsu altogether then? Uh, about 12 years now. Yeah. Well, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, yeah, it takes take some people take some people a lot longer to get a black belt. So obviously, you do have a talent for it. Well, not really. No, I mean, I would like to think I have a talent for it, but I did not jump through any hoops or skip through. I I didn't skip this line. I'll tell you that. Not with the lines. Right, I did right. Not. In oh. fact, they gave me more shit than they would most people because when I showed up, let's not forget the kind of re reaction I got from the community because everybody thought that oh, this is this bitch from bodybuilding, this jacked up, juiced up, you know, tranny from bodybuilding coming to make money off a legitimate sport, which really was on fucking called for. But here I am. I came into the sport with absolutely nothing to prove other than the fact that I was all business on the mat. I had a lot of respect for my instructors. I never brought business into the, in, I never brought work or business onto the mat. This was my personal private time. And right. I proved myself by coming up through the ranks, by competing consistently and, you know, uh, being an exemplary martial artist, showing all the attributes that my master considered to be uh, worthy of him uh, feeling comfortable putting a belt around my waist that I would go out into the world and be a representation of what his principles were. And so, no, I, I took me 10 years to get my black belt. I no, mean, no, no, actually I, yeah. nine years to get my black belt. So this is, right, right. I'm coming up on my fourth year now with my first stripe. So nice, nice. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I read a little bit about his lineage. Uh, he's got, uh, some pretty impressive connections and, and, uh, as far as like, you know, who his, who his trainers and things were. And I, I I'm not even going to try to put out, pronounce their names uh helio gracie was that correct mm -hmm. yes sir so yeah yeah if yeah if you, get, you guys want to look it up uh basically it's uh, sister steel her her uh trainer or master or however you want to call it then a whole bunch of gracies <laughs> so so i was surprised like wow wow that's pretty direct training when it comes right down to it you're basically a gracie uh black belt it's all gracie jujitsu in the end yes correct right right but still mm -hmm. that's pretty neat um Let's see what else we want to talk about today. Uh, I we got people uh, asking questions in the chat box. Give me half a second. Uh, someone uh, Wolfcastle asked, "What's the most extreme thing you? Ex uh, excuse me. What's the most extreme thing you've done for your job?" Well, I mean, that would that is entirely dependent on what your uh, interpretation of extreme might be. That is That's a very true. subjective. Yeah, it's very relative. Like, what's extreme to some people might not be extreme to others. Like, uh, I mean. 
there there is a there are, to some people slicing up somebody's nutsack, watching their balls fall on the floor, trampling them with your bare feet, and then having a an, an actual nurse uh, stitch you back up. That could be extreme to some people, you know, bending somebody over and shoving a I don't know sequoia sized uh, ginger. Uh, <laughs> gingerbread <laughs> of somebody's rectum might be extreme for others. It just <laughs> That's, yeah, those are pretty good examples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty good examples. I'm going to admit. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I guess it's kind of a weird question to answer because everything you know, you're into your job is extreme things. Nothing. Uh, people don't come to you for like you know because uh, they want to play dress up in in the bedroom and want you. Oh, to absolutely, like they do. Oh, do Listen, they? So, yeah, even the more simple It's ones? very important. I have to say this. It is important for you to bear in mind that this line of work is 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 misrepresented, and there is a huge misconception, you know, surrounding this type of of work because it's it's misrepresented in the media. You have bullshit out there like Fifty Shades of Grey, who you know, I mean, which was. It, it just creates an it's an unrealistic approach to kink or 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 professional uh, domination from the perspective from where I stand because what what I do is I provide a safe space through kink for people with deviant tendencies to self express to to mm -hmm. to heal. Uh, so if it, if if it keeps you know a pedophile off you know uh, off the streets and away from our children for me to spend a couple of days with him you know while I par he parades around in women's panties or or he needs to he needs to I don't know uh, roll around in his own fecal matter while he has while he sucks on a pacifier and calls me daddy I mean that could also be an option you know mm -hmm. what, but here's the thing you have to bear in mind that you, if certain people with certain tendencies cannot seek professional help because by law licensed practitioners have to report you if you if you express any type of nuances of this form uh, if they go against the law so right. so uh, yeah, so basically a psychiatrist or psychologist would lose their license to practice if they did not report you so what we do is we are not obligated by law to divulge you know uh, the nature of your uh, of your addiction because it is an addiction at the end. An addiction is a behavior. It doesn't necessarily have to be attributed to a drug uh, or a, a substance. I mean, oh, and so yeah, yeah. So we provide a safe space to keep people like that off the streets. Really, I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, but yeah, of course you're right. So they you know they don't have anyone to talk to or anyone to help them deal with those Never. issues, and so you, no, you just kind of step not. into that role. Absolutely. Like, can you imagine the men these days who have been married for 20 some years and their wives have no idea that they like to prance around in their wives' panties, you know, while they're at work? You know, some of them are some of them are high school principals <laughs> taking care of young girls and they've, they're they fantasizing secretly about what they want to do in secret. So, yes, clearly, clearly. Yeah, Huge well, misconception yeah. surrounding this line of work. Well, um, let's see. I saw a couple uh, things pop up in the chat box. Uh, yeah. So I asked if you've actually pegged dudes before. Um, feel free to not answer any of those, by the way. <laughs> I am happy to answer anything. I, I, I don't have any res I mean, I don't think that I would have uh, been able to uh, gain everybody's respect on the OG if I did not, if I wasn't comfortable being cornered and being placed in, a, in an uncomfortable position, having to answer questions that, quite honestly, I've grown accustomed to answering over the course mm -hmm. of the past two decades. So, yes, begging is something that I do best, actually. It is one of my biggest, most favorite kinks. 
I have a feed called the Itty Bitty PP Club on Twitter, which used to be the wall of shame that had over 100 plus thousand followers. And they wiped me off the grid. And it's not not needless to say, I have a reputation for having a, a very... Uh, I'm, I'm very forward about certain things and certain things uh, do not go well with, uh, uh, I mean, social justice warriors will come for, are com- they are consistently coming for my fucking soul because uh, there are certain things that we are obligated to be accepting of so that we can all coexist, but I am old school leather. So old school leather, there are certain practices that are a big no-no for me. And I, I just was very upfront and open about it to the world. And mm-hmm. so I had to pay the price. It was a hefty price when they deleted wor- years worth of work. And was a, it's an investment of time and money on my part when I grow a, a feed like that. And so mm-hmm. I stayed off of Twitter and just recently tried to spark that platform back up, even though Instagram is picking up slightly since OnlyFans became a thing. And we all had to get stuck, you know, at, on home base trying to... Uh, trying to dish out, you know, punishment using uh, using a virtual platform, which you know it's it can be quite challenging. Uh, so oh, yeah. I'm I'm back up and running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, it was so, very difficult. Yeah. So the so the I, yeah, I imagine COVID has probably affected your uh, business drastically. It has definitely affected my business drastically, considering most of my clientele is European-based, and I do two mm-hmm. European trips a year. Uh, I haven't been able to venture outside the country. I don't even know when that's actually going to be a possibility for me again. Uh, I've been limited to travels domestic, which, I mean, I could, get, I could take it or leave it. And so I've been investing most of my time trying to grow my social media presence, and I've been offering virtual sessions. I offer phone sessions. Uh, there's webcam. Uh, I have stuck. I, I have been limiting myself to my regulars with a negative COVID test. So at least you know. I mean, it has to be a two-way street. You know, I have my own, and they present me with theirs in case of a booking. Uh, so we've been trying to work around it. It's it's been very difficult, but we're trying to make it happen. We're trying to make it work because people, more so now than ever, people are in dire need of self-expression. People need an outlet. And this is why, you know, you have suicide rates are up 30% since, since the pan, since the lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. some people just can't handle just the, the isolation that they're being put through. Uh, you know, it's not their thing at all. Um, Absolutely. looking at the chat box. Okay. And this is a, probably an obvious question. Uh, mm-hmm. Tits Santana wanted to know if there was anything that uh, someone's brought to you that you just wouldn't do. Well, uh, there are <laughs> there are some pretty outrageous requests. One of them I like the most. I love this one because I'm so big and strong. This guy wanted to empty a clip in me. He wanted to shoot me and watch all the bullets bounce off my rock hard body <laughs> because I'm. I'm <laughs> Because, you know, <laughs> I'm superhuman, so that's just, you know, it's saying, hey, it goes without say. I'm going to survive that. Okay. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> that so, was one. So, okay, so realism is not a, a strong point for some people. We, we just found that no, out. <laughs> no, it's, no, some people absolutely do live in a fantasy world uh, of their own of their own creation and never really make it back to the real world, which is, <laughs> what, which is saying a lot because for me to be able to provide the services that I've offered for as long as I've provided them and still mm-hmm. manage to somewhat keep my legs, my feet anchored in reality, that's been very taxing. So I surround myself with people most of the time who are not kink friendly per se in my personal, in my immediate, uh, in my immediate circle of friends, everybody right, I right. socialize with is mostly vanilla which is a term we use uh, for individuals who are not 
not in the uh, BDSM or leather lifestyle. So it mm. keeps me anchored to reality because, I mean, I never want to be that bitch, you know, shop, you know, grocery shopping in my leather. I mean, I'd, I'd, li I'd like to not be that. And I'd like to not, <laughs> I'd like to not <laughs> think that every man I come across is going to want to get down and, you know, run his tongue across my heels and clean my, you know, my dog shit off my boots. I'd like to think that the world still has some semblance of normalcy to it. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I mean, obviously, there's uh, a lot more out there than most people would think because it's the sort of thing that people don't talk about and they hide from other people. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure there's mm -hmm. still normal people out there. Uh, I'm pretty much mm -hmm. vanilla, I would assume. I, I'm, I haven't got bored of regular stuff yet, so that's that's what that yeah. always been my attitude about kinky stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, okay, I guess you're yeah. bored of the regular sex and such. So, but I'm not. So I'm I'm cool like that. <laughs> Well, you know, for someone such as myself, I think uh, vanilla sex is like a treat for me. Uh, the, the things that are normal and conventional and just uh, traditional, I find exciting because they have a, a certain, you know, they have a certain element to them that is uh, it's not so much foreign to me, but uh, it's, it's, like a, it's, a, it's like a rare occasion. It's a, it's a treat. It's a delicacy. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, was, I, I assume you're... Uh job profession and lifestyle has to make uh, dating probably harder for you or at least more interesting. Uh, it makes it absolutely impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to dance around that. <laughs> oh my God. No, it's fucking impossible. Like people like to think that I've, I mean, yeah, sure. I've got men lined out the fucking ass. I've got a stable of them all waiting to get bent over. But if you just want a nice night out on the town and you just want somebody to hold your hand and give you a kiss and I don't know, baby, just fucking mount you missionary once in a fucking blue moon. Yeah. That's fucking impossible. It's never going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Is this No, true? no. Uh, yeah, well, I guess the average dude isn't just not wouldn't be able to handle. Uh, um, well, the average the, dude the just takes thing, one look at me and he knows that there's something else going on underneath all that. He doesn't <laughs> even I've been approached in clubs and out in public where people have straight up asked me if I would go home with them because they've got a strap on that they a wife wants me to use it on her husband or it's always me in a position of authority and dominance, which is I can understand that because I sort of do exude that. But um right. But people don't also understand that, well, people, what people don't realize is that all of this is part of the whole, the kink mentality. And so when right. they do find out that I offer these services as, uh, I offer this type of practice as a service, then it's, it's, it's bewildering to them. In a way, it sort of does repel them and deter them a little bit because of the stigma associated with kink and BDSM. People think I'm a hooker. And, and I can't blame them for that because uh, the truth is, is that um, uh, dominatrices, we started out in the brothels back in the 1800s. And so all we are really over the years is we've elevated ourselves, we've taken ourselves out of the whorehouse, and we've educated ourselves, we've moved up in society, we've, uh, we've, we've taken this, uh, uh, we've, we, it's not sexual, even though the underlying uh, component is a sexual one, but needless to say, we do not get fucked on the job. We are there to, we, we call those prostodoms, by the way. Women, uh, dominatrices who actually sleep with their clients are called prostodoms. Oh, and okay. so, I learned a new word. Unless you are in the know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't probably, you have to actually research who you're working with and who you're looking to hire because uh, uh, there are a lot of women, there's an influx of them who are gravitating towards kink because of the kind of money we make. 
and you have to see what a woman's credentials are. And if you haven't made a name for yourself over the course of several years, then you're highly likely to run into an escort or a stripper or just a hooker who's just trying to make money wielding a whip, thinking that if you talk shit to a man, that makes you a dominatrix. I'm sorry, bitch. It does not. I'm nice Ooh. as fuck to a man. Oh man, I'm very nice to men. Unless they unless unless you corner me like they like to do on the yeah. OT, then then I fucking bite. But no, I'm usually super nice. I'm really nice. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, of course the OGs are different than the real world. Holy shit. I some days I don't know why I'm on that uh, forum anymore. I, I mean, love it on there. Oh my god, it, I love it. it, it it's uh, it's highly entertaining. Like but I told uh, I used to recommend people to go to it. I don't do that anymore. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you probably <laughs> wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I know and I I know and and it's funny because I've been on there for over 10 years and throughout the course it's when when people started to like me I, I, it got boring. I, I swear. It's like it was so much more fun when I was on everybody's shit list. And then so I would take time off and come back and people would come looking for me and they're like, hey, you know, the OG is not the same without you. I'd come in and I'm like, oh, my God, really? This place is depressing because you've got all these young <laughs> kids now running around, running their mouth. They don't know what it's like to actually be one of us from back in the day. So, oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> we, we they, um, they need us to keep shit real. So yeah, <laughs> I'll well, drop I, I'm, Why not? I'm buried in like 2012, so like eight years ago. So yeah, which makes me a newbie around there. Really, okay. it's amazing how long some of those people have been <laughs> on that fucking forum since so like 1999 or some shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Um. So um. Let me see. What else do I want? I have many questions. People want to know about, about my childhood and about. Clearly, people want to know about my dad. Oh, yeah, anything you saw in the chat box that you're willing to? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything that you want to answer, um, you saw in the chat box, you go right ahead. I well, I think it's important to shed light on the fact that a woman such as myself and I have, I, I write a lot on my Instagram, personal thoughts every now and then pertaining to this profession. And um, it, it's not, this is not for everybody, even though a lot of women would love to have to wield sexual power over a man. This is not the line of work for every woman who has a desire to do this. And women and dominant women are born. We are not, society might have a huge hand in how it fine tunes us, but we really, Really, it's the it's where we come into this world having an extra edge. And I remember from my from my infancy because I came from a a patriarchal society where uh, father was head of household, very alpha, very domineering, very oppressive. And no matter what he tried to do, he wasn't able to break me, which is probably why we haven't spoken in thirty years. But he ah. wasn't able to rob me of that something that I I possess that nobody taught me about. Nobody taught me that you don't do this for a man or you don't or or, or you you don't succumb to a man's whims uh the, the way you see a lot of women in today's society you know just their end all be all revolves around you know a man's attention or a man's interest in them so i have been able to evolve as a woman being and be who i am today completely independent of what a man's perception of me might be this is who i want to be and that is all that fucking matters and that's fucking awesome. Um, yes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I guess, and people were asking if you thought your childhood affected uh, the choices that you made in your in your career and such. And, yeah. and obviously, obviously yes. that's true. <laughs> 
It has, but you know what it also has done for a long time? I thought that I had a, I had, I had a wound deep inside my heart because I missed my father so much and I really wanted him to be a part of my life. But it wasn't until I, I spent so many years with other men who had uh, issues of their own because my father was high, he had, he had an alcohol, he had an alcohol problem and he was physically abusive towards my mother. And he was mm-hmm. probably the only, the first man I ever beat the everlasting shit out of is when my father tried to kill my mother. I beat the shit out of him and I was 20 years old. And that it, it, it's put up, it put a wound in my heart because I really, I didn't want to, I loved him and I didn't want to see us fall apart as a family that way, but somebody had to take a stand. My mother was very submissive to him. She got married at a very young age and she didn't have the tools that she needed to defend for herself. So I stepped up, you know, I stepped up and I stepped in and I didn't really, I didn't plan it. I know that when we had moved from overseas to the United States, it was my opportunity to take full advantage of the of the freedoms that this country offers you in the sense that a woman has a say and she has a voice and 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 you you have a presence. And so I didn't even consciously think that I wanted to take actions into my own hands. It just seemed natural for me to defend this woman against her assault her abuser even though it turned out to be my father unfortunately and I had to lose my relationship with him, you know, it wounded me. And over the course of several years, I dealt with my trauma because I lost him as an, an, a very important part of my life. But my job also showed me that when you are able to detach yourself from your personal sentiments and I was able to compartmentalize better, I realized that I can do some good by helping men like that come to terms with their trauma so that they don't have to be assailants or abusers in their lives. And so I was able to take my wound and make some, do some good out of it. That's how I do it. Right. It's, it's well, done me a lot of good. Yeah. Right. Well, it's well, it's well, a lot of healing amazing. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine so. Um, mm-hmm. I see what they're talking about in the chat box. Uh, see anything you want to answer? I, I, I'm sure there's a couple things out there. Uh, it's hard to read it sometimes because um, it keeps on bouncing back up. So uh, I try to keep They're talking about the size. I mean, they were. <laughs> 10 inch dicks and things that they want to know. The, I, I suppose everybody wants to know the biggest size. Of <laughs> I will say this you boys can take bigger cocks than I've ever seen a woman take. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Guys, I'm just going to put that out there. Never seen, a, never seen a bitch take a fucking cock the way a guy can. It's out of this world. Mind fucking blowing. Wow. Well, you know, they're. <laughs> Bigger, bigger cavities, I suppose. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. I mean, hey, I always said, this is what I'd always said. It takes some mad balls to take a dick from me. <laughs> you got to be a real man to take it. Uh, yeah. You can't be I mean, some pansy ass bitch on the side. Nah, it takes a real fucking man to take this dick. Okay. <laughs> God, I must be so fucking vanilla. I'm not even into anal. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. Should, poor, I'm not hey, I'm don't. Not yet. I, don't, I don't need don't to move on to the you try it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kiss it till you try it. You got to try everything I, once, twice if you I, like it. I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if my wife. Do I ever want to cuddle? One. Somebody wants to know if I want to cuddle. I, I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I am not so accustomed to cuddling with men. I do love cuddling with women. Um, uh, my sexual tendencies, if people like to, I, I'm sure people wonder a lot because mm-hmm. of the way I'm built, and I'm. I would like to think of myself as predominantly straight even though that i don't like umbrella term i don't like labels they don't really i don't think they do people justice and i think they limit you from even being having it having the 
uh, a will. It, it trumps this willingness to want to go out and explore just for the sake of evolving as a human being. And I mm-hmm. think human sexuality is very fluid. And um, I, I go both ways. Clearly, men and women both are, I fancy them probably equally, but I hold them both to different standards. Um, I prefer sex with a man over sex with a woman. Uh, I like to cuddle with a woman. <laughs> I don't like to cuddle with a man. Yeah, I don't find, I just don't find men, you know, for the cuddling purpose. Right, right. See, I, yeah, I, I mean, they never, don't even want to cuddle. She's Jesus. I mean, when was the last time a bitch had a man nut and then he wanted to cuddle? He probably cuddles <laughs> just for her sake, really. Right, right, right. Or, or he was yeah. cold. And didn't need, or he was fucking, like yeah. Or, or he needs a sandwich and he needs somebody to make him a sandwich. So he figures, you know, cuddles <laughs> for sandwiches. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's well, no, also I, an I, option. I've always totally understand women women being into other women. That's That makes sense. Women are awesome. Uh, so I, 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 I don't understand why not. Every single woman is a lesbian because, like I said, women are fucking great. Guys that are into dudes, at that on their hand, I don't understand. Guys are just gross in general. I don't understand how girls even <laughs> like guys, to be honest with you. We have no redeeming traits. Um, that's not true. I mean, I, I entertain men for a living. So even though right. I think that I think men are extremely, extremely simple creatures and their needs are they're they're very straightforward in their wants and their needs. And uh, you just have to understand a man and have to understand how to keep him in fucking check. You have to check a man to keep him on the straight and narrow. I think any man is capable of living a very honest and, and, and forthcoming life. If he has the right bitch to fucking check him when he needs to be checked, you know, you can't let a man fucking run rampant like that. That's what happens. Cause we're bitches are too busy laying down, you know, playing beta, getting their little back rubs and little belly rubs, you know? So a man's going to run around and he's going to come home thinking, you know, he's coming home to somebody who doesn't really, you know, who he doesn't think cares where he's been. If you show him and you actually give a fuck where he's been, you don't have to go through his, give him a, a, a fucking a, a, an, an anal cavity check to see where he's been. But you know, you can just, if you know how to check a man, all you got to do is look at him and instill the fear of God in him, and he won't fucking stray. <laughs> well, well, that's a, a good example. That is, my wife told me I'm not allowed to flirt with you. I, I showed her a couple she, pictures. She said, she said, you're not allowed to flirt with her. She said, Tell her she has very pretty few feet, people. Though. No, people don't want to flirt with me. They just want to fuck with my head and see uh-huh. what, what makes me tick. And that's nice. I prefer that because men who flirt with me, usually I associate them with – a, a dollar a dollar sign like it's it's usually men who pay me or men who want to you know they they, they want to sexually express some of their uh uh i suppose the things that draw them to me and my physique but but right. once you get to see my personality it it's it really does it's, it foreshadows everything else about me my mind i think is the most i think it's the most beautiful most uh uh, I think is the thing that I've had to work on the most is my mind, you know, to be a, of a strong mind is why I display this kind of physical strength in my body. And, in the things that I put out into the world, this image of myself is because I've worked very hard on what's inside this fucking head of mine. Right, and, uh, right. and once people get to see that, I think they learn what it is that about me to appreciate the most. And, and then they forget about the fact that I got fucking gorgeous legs and great tits and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, a, a good it's just a little icing is, on the cake that I'm nice to look at. 
Yeah, well, a good example yeah. is that on the OG, people are constantly, I mean, you've posted pictures there before, but people are constantly asking again because they, they haven't seen them, new people, and yeah. it's not what you look like is why you're famous on the OG, it's your personality, oh, it's how you represent absolutely. yourself. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, I know that, yeah, and I, and I, I like that, that's... Up. I, I like that. That's I would like the more of that, which is why I don't I don't you know, I don't parade my pictures on the OG. I, I rarely ever post any pictures unless somebody maybe asked me to. But people have made it, you know, made a point of actually looking for me and looking for my stuff off the forums so that mm -hmm. they could see more of me. But um, I think that you, you get you get the, the raw side of who I am because I'm not a weekend warrior sitting behind a keyboard because I've got everything to back everything up that comes out of my mouth 100%. Mm -hmm. And I will never yep. put anything out there that will give anybody an edge over me. Well, well I, I make that mistake all the time. <laughs> no, nah, uh, yeah. if you but keep it real, can... nobody will ever have shit on you, ever. No, I kept it a little too real a couple of times, uh, but no, <laughs> you, you are right in that. Uh, you know, one of the few things I can say is I, who you see on the internet is who I am. Uh, you, there's lots of people that are fakes or trolls or putting out an X on the internet, but what I post is who I am. You know, there's, you're not going to find much difference from it. So, uh, and you're the same way, you, you know, you're not hiding. It's refreshing. Kind of, yeah. You're not hiding. Yeah, it's refreshing. You post, when you post something, that's who the fuck you are. Yes, and it's generally usually the truth, which makes it so outrageously funny. And uh, it's it's usually I'm not I'm not just I'm not just trying to be humorous for the sake of humor. My life is is it's it's unconventional, and it it tends to be it tends to get a little uh, outrageously exciting because it's uh, it's so taboo. And uh, for a woman such as myself, I've struggled my life. I've struggled most of my life to eradicate all of these things that limit me, the things that were to hinder my ability to grow and evolve and progress and be accepting and worldly. Because I come from a society that teaches you to to be to be hateful and to judge and to and to discriminate and 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 to isolate. And I just wa I wanted to liberate myself from all that. So when you liberate yourself from all these things that 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 limit you and hinder your growth it's a world of possibilities out there that a lot of people their minds are blown that you could actually go to such lengths you know in the things that you're capable of doing or want to do and i love sharing that with people i really do all right oh well, you made a couple uh made a couple of comments that make me just have to ask uh, you said you came here uh from overseas where are you from originally i am lebanese originally mm -hmm. yes my mother is jamaican my father is full-blooded lebanese oh, wow. um, i was cool born and raised in beirut yeah born and okay. raised in beirut i went to an american school uh so probably where i'm i'm french educated which is wh where the accent is a lot of people are saying they hear spanish which is uh or french has a lot of there are similar uh, there are similar uh uh it's a similar language but different right yeah in its own way. yeah yeah, but yeah, I, I think I thought I I think I hide the accent well, but I think when I get emotionally caught up in what I'm saying, you sort of do hear that I enunciate a little more and and my R's sound a little different. So, yeah. right, right, which is understandable. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. I I, I have to think about what I'm saying, otherwise my severe speech impediments kick kick in and I can't speak properly anymore. Which is really fun. <laughs> yeah. Which is really fun for somebody who's doing a podcast. Uh, but wow! And how long ago was that? I mean, I, uh, I was you, you twenty. Speak so well, oh, you were, you were uh, well, actually you... right before my twenty-first birthday. I just turned forty in August. Yeah, 
So I moved oh, wow. in August of, uh, yeah, right before 9-11, actually. Um, right wow. before. Actually, I, I'm sorry. I take that back. 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was 20 years old. Yeah. Okay. So you were already an adult when you moved over here. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, cool. Well, you're, you have almost no accent at all. So I know you said you, you learned English, you know, growing up over, well, over there. Well, so far I have Russian record. mafia. We have Russian mafia accent. We have <laughs> Hispanic accent. I'm reading the chat basically trying oh, to yeah. see where they're <laughs> placing the accent. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. See, yeah, I don't have that problem. I'm, I'm from the Midwest, so I, I pretty much don't have an accent. Mm-hmm. Detroit. Woo-hoo. <laughs> and people are asking uh, so you preferred you- pronouns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, um, you, uh, you said you so you uh, said you've traveled all over the world for your job. Um, mm-hmm. Any places uh, that stand stand out to you, or like, or like their hubs for this sort of thing, where you uh, get a lot of business from? Uh, like, is there like Definitely a, an entire country full of uh, uh, Europe? Um, yeah, an area I like London, of, uh, London oh. for sure. Mm-hmm. London, uh, Germany. Uh, uh, I've traveled all through Scandinavia. You'll get them scattered here and there. You've got some mm-hmm. really hardcore kinksters in Belgium and uh, Amsterdam. Mm, um, that, that was not a surprise. But, mm, <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, but if I had to say the hub for everything that like an all inclusive spot where I feel at home is probably London. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've never mm. did a lot of traveling, so I've always wanted to check out London. Uh, outside of the fetish uh, world, what do you think is the place that you've uh, enjoyed the most, like uh, when you're off job, so to speak? Um, you know, this one year I got stuck in Finland. I got stuck. Uh, I, lost, I missed a flight, and I had nothing to do for a good two days, which was very unfortunate. So I, I hopped on the Santa Claus Express, they called it, from Finland and Helsinki, literally to Rovaniemi, which is in uh, by the uh, – it was a 12-hour train ride to the, uh, uh, to the North Pole. And literally – yeah, to the Arctic Circle. It was unfucking believable. You ha- you can you 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 book yourself like a. It's like these little uh, these little condos outdoors, and they they it's like it's uh it's open ceiling, so well glass ceiling, so you can actually watch the uh, the northern lights. Oh, I wow. never wanted to. Fu- yeah, I never wanted to come back. I could have died in that snow. It was it was glorious. Wow. The world oh, is awesome. so beautiful. Yeah, when you give yourself the opportunity to take some time, which is so unfortunate because where all the places I go, I never get the chance to actually go out and explore. Like the, all the times I've been to Italy, I've always seen the Vatican from my window, never had the chance to go actually see the Vatican. So things like that, which actually forced me, I was forced to actually do something with my time and it was exhilarating. And I wish I had more of an opportunity to do that, but I never get to venture outside of, you know, where the establishment of, out of which I'm working. So it's unfortunate. Right, right, right. Yeah. Traveling for business is obviously quite a bit different than traveling uh, for is. pleasure. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't, I, I, I can barely stand traveling for pleasure. So <laughs> traveling for business would just annoy the fuck out of me after a while. Um, I assume they, they take care of all your travel fees and things like that. Uh, yes. I mean, it depends. It depends on the trip. Uh, most of the time, uh, my sponsor is Swedish. So when I am, when I, when he flies me out there, uh, what I do is I try to see who in the vicinity, like all through the neighboring countries who would, I I put feelers out and see if what the interest is like, and this is how I create my roster. This is how I, I decide on which countries I would frequent, you know, on that trip, or I would postpone for a following, uh, trip. 
and uh, and usually I offer like an early bird special. So if somebody were to cover my flight and my lodging, they get to see me for, uh, at no cost to them. So um, it's a win-win because it gets me where I need to go and I make my money uh, with other people. Right, I book right. more than one person, basically. Right, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. Um, mm -hmm. uh, how hard was it to start in the business to build up your clientele? I mean, uh, it's got, it couldn't have been easy just to, you know, it's not like it is mm. today You can't where you couldn't have just put out like an ad on the internet or some shit like that, I imagine. Well, you know, here's the thing. I never got into this business wanting to, you know, hit the ground running and, and put my shit out there because I'm not much of an exhibitionist, believe it or not, which made having to do a lot of, video work and things that put me out there a lot. It, it was it was difficult territory for me. I preferred working with third parties that paid me a flat rate and then sent me on my merry way. And then they marketed the stuff to make their own money. And then one year I was in San Francisco and I actually was in an adult store, believe it or not. And I, I like to check out the DVD sections and they had like a wrestling section. They all some some shops have a, a wrestling section in their in their porn section. Um, and I found myself on the cover of a fucking DVD called Femdom 5. And wow. I was floored. It was selling for 50 bucks versus everything else, which was selling for $29.99. And I couldn't even get a fucking discount on it. I mean, I'm like, hey, it's me on the fucking cover. No, nobody gave a shit. I paid its full price for my own fucking DVD. And I realized that, holy shit, you know, all these years people were making money off of me versus I could have been out there making money for myself, which I should have been doing because all I did was focus on building this empire that is, Dominique Danger as, you know, a woman in society who basically was a beacon to other women. And, and I wanted I wanted to be I wanted it to, to be a voice of, of empowerment. This is what I, I strive to do. May even today, I want to be the, this this uh, this uh, this image that every woman would look at and aspire to emulate, knowing that you don't have to be limited or restricted to a society uh, limits you to thinking a woman should or should not engage in in this world. You know, it's just liberty of expression, really. And so, uh, in the beginning, uh, the 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 pro the the, the uh, the basically my product took care of it. It's it's its name all on its own, because I put in the work to building what it is that I believed I wanted to be, and people started to notice. So when people started mm -hmm. to notice, whether it be through the community I was engaged in, I gained the respect of my peers through my job, or whether I, I get, uh, through the uh, or in the industry, people would reach out to me because I became somebody that they would want to have. Um, uh, present in in different functions or so I became my what uh, my opinions became important they held weight they had value because I lived and breathed and preached the things that I that I believed in I wasn't doing it for the money I was doing and some people like to think that there's a difference between Shireen Fonz or Madam Anarchy or Dominique Danger or Sister Steel nobody gives a flying fuck you can call me whatever the fuck you want if you can pay me the right amount of money I'll answer to anything but we're all one and the same fucking person you know, because I didn't put on a facade to be one thing on the job and then I live my life a completely different way. Absolutely not. I am not fake and phony like that. So everything you see is how I live my day to day life. And uh, being able to be true to that was it, it, it was easy to grasp a lot of people's attention because people aspire to have that kind of authenticity. People aspire to be able to have that kind of realism, to put something out there that, you know, you can convince people of without having to work too hard because you fucking believe in it if you know what I mean. 
Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Believing in yourself and what, and what you're putting out there um, makes a huge difference yeah. in your results. Exactly. Um, so uh, Wolf Castle wants to know uh, My about biggest what your payday. biggest payday. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, you don't have um, to answer these. Yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, uh, my, my rates are as follows. They usually, it's 400 flat for most services that are not anything anal related. When you start venturing into anal play or anything that has, uh, you know, the nether regions involved, the, the rate starts at 500 an hour with a minimum of two hours. Uh, I prefer anybody who wants to uh, book their first strap-on session to book at least a couple of hours because it's a process. Um, so... I do offer a paid. I do offer a. <laughs> I, do, I offer a. Uh, I offer a day rate, which I don't particularly like to book extended sessions because I'm going to be honest. I don't like to spend a lot of time with people. Uh, I'm a. I'm a huge introvert. Contrary to what m most people might think, I am extremely introverted, and I really do like to. I, I sort of do separate myself every now and then when I'm in. Uh, when I'm in a social. Uh, uh, a, just a busy social environment, I, I need mm -hmm. to detach so that I can just recenter myself and refocus because I'm mm -hmm. very empathic as well. So I pick up on people's energies a lot, which is how, which is why I'm so good at, um, at picking up and understanding, uh, you know, uh, just the different, the various nuances of human nature and what people right. need and want. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I would say that I avoid uh, I avoid uh, day rates, but I was offered five grand for a single day to New York City, where I had also all expenses paid in addition to that five grand, which was that was pocket money. On by the way, pocket. I mean, no, I'm sure the IRS is going to come get me someday, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Don't worry, fuck no one it. listening to the show. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's our secret. Yeah, I know. Right. I mean, but um, and also, you know, I didn't really get to do much of anything, which was another thing, because a lot of times people do crave the company and the uh, the intellectual, the intellectual um, uh, stimulation that they get from my company. And believe it or not, a lot of times people will book me and just want to sit down and have a conversation. So I bought, got booked for five grand to fly to New York to go shopping and just to have a conversation with somebody. So I would say that that would definitely that would qualify as a big payday considering the amount of effort I had to put in for that. So right, right, yeah, there yeah. you go. It's good work yeah. if you can get it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah, but it's fun, like, it's okay. funny that you made. It's funny that you mentioned that you're an introvert because yeah, I can totally relate to that. Despite what I uh, do here and what I do for a living, I, I, my other jobs, I work at a country club and like customer relations kind of. Uh, I am terribly introverted and I don't want to meet mm -hmm. people at all. I barely leave my, my house. God. Fuck, Tell you me know, about it's, it's, it, right? <laughs> it's like, I don't need any new friends. <laughs> Jesus, I know. And and you know the worst part of this, of the, I love what I do, I have to say. And I, mm -hmm. I don't know that if anybody, most people don't really know this about me, but I'm actually currently pursuing my doctorate in mathematics. And oh, nice. so it's been my, it's been my escape from, from the very demanding rigors of this job. And even though I do enjoy what I do, but it's really the, the, the hardest part of all this is sometimes having to get dressed and get dolled up and get, you know, the, the, being strapped up in leather for hours on end or latex. I don't think you understand. It's like wearing a sauna suit and it is, it is miserable. Let alone oh. you've got somebody whining in your ear while you're in a sauna suit. Oh my God. It's the epitome <laughs> of misery. Oh, and, and add to that, maybe there's a camera rolling. So you got to be on point all the fucking, yeah. Oh yeah, just shoot. Me. Wow. Well, that reminds me of the time I worked a Halloween party wearing my Wookiee suit. So almost exactly the same. 
<laughs> yeah, it's great that we're doing this on Halloween too. Actually, that's, that's yeah, true. yeah. Well, it's my well, favorite. Actually, it's my yeah. Oh, is it well, my favorite time of the, year? Or here in Detroit, it isn't Halloween yet though. This is uh, what what we call Devil's Night. I don't know. Oh. From my understanding, it's it's not called like that everywhere in the United States, but here in Detroit and probably in the Midwest, it's called Devil's Night because uh, historically, this is the day of the year where everyone lights fucking buildings on fire in Detroit. Uh, it's not a problem anymore, but in the 70s and mm-hmm. 80s, uh, Detroit had a really, really bad pr- uh, problem of arson. On Devil's Night, people would go around and light shit on fire, uh, and they would lose like dozens and dozens of houses every year. Uh, the, over the last decade or so, they or 10 or 15 years, really, they've managed to scale that back to, to the make it to the point where it's not really a thing anymore. But the name uh, has still hold, held over, so you know this is known as Devil's Night here oh, in Detroit. Oh, wow, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we should have more uh, of that kind of excitement in the south oh yeah <laughs> so you said you're based out of atlanta uh, i've never been there although i drove through it once on my way to florida um how i guess you're uh, there a lot more right now because of the covid thing but uh, on a normal basis how often do you travel i mean like how what's your percentage of away and home well uh this semester i took off of school because they've changed all our curriculum to online and I've been able to uh, secure my travels uh, probably once a month. And I started back up within the past. Well, I started back up a couple of months ago. So um, it's picking back up now. And November will, this the, November is going to be a, a busier month than usual because we, unfortunately, a lot of... Uh, a lot of events were postponed because they were canceled earlier on in the year. And so they've been moved towards the end of the year. So I have a lot of my oh. travels are concentrated within the next uh, towards the end of this year. So uh, ideally, oh, yeah. generally, I don't I, I travel between. Well, since I've been back in school, uh, usually between semesters and over the weekends. Yeah. OK, so, yeah, a fair, fair amount still. Um, you probably got a lot of uh, frequent flyer miles. <laughs> uh, yes, I've been fortunate enough. I mean, I can't say that I was the best at managing my money in the beginning. And I think it's important to notice that there are a lot of people in sports who actually do gravitate towards the adult industry because you, it's a way to, it's a lot of, it's the, 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 the thought process behind this is it's a way for people to make money while able to tra- to uh, train full time or train twice a day. And it, even though this might pan out for some people, it doesn't necessarily work out for everyone. Um, and uh, I think that I, had I managed uh, the money in the beginning the way I am capable of managing it today as an adult with, you know, with a much more secure foundation in this line of work, I think, I think things might have been a little easier for me today. But, right. uh, I mean, I just lived it up like, you know, like money was not, not an issue. And, <laughs> and, I, and I'm very generous with it. I spend a lot of it on other people. I wish I spent most of it on myself. It would have been wonderful to have invested in this education of mine a long time ago, but I was too busy. Right. Hey, just fucking pissing money away. So, hey, right. just I mean, word of advice for anybody who decides to do this, just make sure that you're cognizant of how you manage your money in the beginning. Oh, yeah, I didn't have that problem. Yeah. I didn't have any money but when I was younger yeah. either. So I don't have it now. Yeah. So, so yeah. I've managed it ad- admirably, really, when it comes right down to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, uh, sorry, I just need to pause. That's so much information to take in. <laughs> um, oh, there you go. Wolf Castle uh, wants to know what your dream job is. I assume this is probably your dream job. You sound like you're pretty happy with it. Mm, it's not necessarily there, my dream that, job. Well, what, what would you want to be doing? Well, since I've decided to go back and uh, and 
continue my education, I would hope to be able to figure that out as I go. I mean, people ask me what what I'm going to be doing my doctorate in. I'm so far we're just I'm just in pure maths, and I'd like to have a much broader understanding of of this of this very very diverse field, which is applicable to such a wide variety of industries. And and when I figure, I mean, maybe I'd like to write, you know, I don't know algorithms for ai one day i don't know i don't we'll oh, see. like getting the programming and things like that probably probably uh, it's something yeah, that, it, and at this juncture i have the opportunity to be able to make an, an, a decision like that not having to not needing financial security because i am financially secure so going back to school at my age is a decision that i made because i really wanted to to i have a desire right. to learn and and yeah so having a desire to learn makes uh, the school experience so much more exciting as an adult, as a, you know, an older returning student. It's so much more fun. It's exhilarating. Right, yeah. So I'd like to get a field in math, whatever that is. E- even if it were a research position, I'm, I'm fine with that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I've never even really considered going back to school for anything. Uh, I think I'm past that now. Uh, I didn't enjoy school a lot when I was going to school, but as you know, as a child, but as an adult, when it's voluntary, yeah, I bet you that can be a completely different thing because you know you're there to learn stuff, and which it, seems like such is. a boring and, concept when I was going to school. And having to stroll into some of these classes where I'm actually older than some of the teachers, I right. mean, the, the the looks you get, it's mind blowing because there is in my life I've rarely ever felt like. I don't feel different. I don't feel like I stand out because I never allowed people to make me feel any, because I like to feel that this is an even playing field. So when people try to shame you, put you down, infiltrate your thoughts or rattle your confidence, it never really, it never did anything to me. So I never really felt different than anybody else until I went to school back in as an adult. And then you've got these young kids and the teachers looking at you like you definitely walked into the wrong classroom. And... (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and those looks can be quite difficult because, but it's very interesting to see who's drawn to you and who avoids you like the plague. And I have sparked up some wonderful friendships with my teachers and some of them I'm, I've taken some courses with, and we're still friends to this day. We actually socialize outside the school environment now because they find my life fascinating and they just want, I am, you know, a lot of times, you know, being around me makes you feel comfortable with who you are because I feel a lot of people are very guarded with their own tendencies or their own uh, their their own deepest thoughts or desires. And when you when you find yourself in an environment that or you find yourself in my in in this energetic field that I that I that I create around myself, you feel a sense of acceptance that draws people to me like a moth to a flame because they feel they can tell me anything and they feel that they can they can they can express anything and I would not be shocked or ridicule them or hold it against them. So I will have the most random people People try to tell me the story, the stories of their lives without without any reservation, because they need that outlet. They need someone to just mm-hmm. listen and to just accept. And I feel that I provide that to a lot of my friends. It's unfortunate sometimes I can't say that I have anybody in my life that I that can be that thing for me. Which is why a woman such as myself, I have to be everything that I need to be strong for other people, because I haven't had anybody be that for me. And so when I need a, an escape from other people's 
and other people's, you know, when you spend so much time inside people's heads and you get to see their deepest, darkest desires and their wounds and their trauma and their pain, and you get to live through that with them and carry that burden with them, people don't realize that we, some of us don't have that outlet. So my sport is what I do for me because it, it, it just helps me. It just helps me let, you know, just kind of purge myself of that negativity right. that and the right. toxicity that I carry with me. But that is my role as an empath, as a provider of, of kink, as a, as a woman with a, with a very profound interest for other people's, uh, struggles and a desire to see them heal and grow and 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 live very prosperous lives and and of course it's important for people to live just honest lives with themselves you have so many people who are closeted with their their own tendencies which which robs you of the essence of what happiness really is all about so um so yeah i don't i have to be all these things that i provide to others because i never had nobody was ever that for me well, you're always more than welcome to call into the show and vent if you need Can to. I, yeah. I'm, I, I'm here for you. Can I get your shoulder to cry on? <laughs> yeah, okay. yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you can reach it or not. I'm a tall fella, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just five foot five. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, guess, you, 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 I have. You, I'm sure I have heels that'll get me up there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you, you spoke earlier about you know feeling not. Uh, for it to be an unusual feeling to have people staring at you, that's not an unusual feeling for me <laughs> at all. Um, How tall are I don't you? Know, um, a bit over six seven. Oh my! Yeah, yeah, six seven. Are you, and, are, you, uh, are, you are you big everywhere like that? <laughs> just that time. Just, hey, I, that's uh, just I have to I've been, ask. I've been told I do okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, um, I know what you're working with, Jay. Because yeah. <laughs> no, I've been t- I, I, I'm above average. I, I'm not like because you have a nice voice. Like so that gets me wondering. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, look, we got a caller. I knew we'd have uh, at least one before we got in. Uh, oh, this wow. is a good friend right. of the show. Uh, this is Sly Dog. How are you doing, Sly? I'm sure everybody knows why I called in. It's no secret. What's that? <laughs> come on, Jay. Tell her. What? Oh, come on. Habibti. He is hung like a camel. <laughs> we've, seen, we've seen videos of him. Okay. Posted. I, well, say say that again. Guy. I said Habibti. He, he is like a camel, camel, really? Oh, my. Yes. Yeah. He, but he's, he's all shy about it. It's like, well, well, damn, just, son. He'll, he'll brag about his little tiny Ford Festiva, which I don't know how he fits in, about, about like some some very basic lunches, pizza, ridiculous things. And, and all along, the guy's walking around hung like a camel, but he won't talk about it. Well, I mean, what, yeah. well I... I, I <laughs> I'm above average, but you know, modesty is your strong suit. Okay, I got you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, well, you know, I, I tell I'm sure people, I could yeah. find a thing or two that you could be into. <laughs> I tell people, really, oh, he must do well with the ladies. Like a big dick will never get you a date. It might get you a second date. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so how many days of rest does your wife need after you, you know, lay it on her? About two. <laughs> about two. <laughs> <laughs> so he, she can't do it in two minutes in a row. That's a poor thing. Um, but yeah, that's why I tell people all the time. But having a, having a big dick doesn't get you ladies. It's not like you can walk up to the table and whip it out and go, hey, ladies, what do you think of this? I mean, that very rarely works. Um, I'm pretty sure at your height, that's probably a, a woman's first thought. It's my first thought when you say six, seven. I'm like, damn, okay, son. <laughs> and like you, I have a whole bunch of tattoos. Uh, so, okay. uh, I, so I do not, I do not blend in very well. Uh, 
Uh, I didn't help matters much when I just went berserk with the ink either. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, I love yeah, people, it. I, into it. Yeah. I know people ask you how many tattoos you have. I'm like, I have no fucking clue, dude. <laughs> They've all kind I of. I know because they're all like full one, body. Really. Yeah, it's like full. It's like it's a full. Um, uh, it's a full piece of real estate. So I mean, how 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 do you actually section it? <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like technically one, I guess. Exactly, exactly. It's just one big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Okay. Well, it's getting close to the time for us to get out of here. Uh, before we leave, I'd like you to uh, pimp any of your uh, social media that you'd like to talk about. Um, well, you guys can follow Instagram. It's always wonderful for you to just kind of keep up with my writing because it's the one thing that I actually do for free. And I put that out there. It costs you nothing to just kind of follow and read the things that I share on a day to day basis. And that would be uh, uh, Dominique underscore danger. Uh, I have a we recently we're getting only fans up and running. It's going to have all kinds of debauchery from cross dressing to all the pegging in the world that you would like. I actually took somebody's advice on the OG and put a uh, and started a profile on Grinder. And literally, I've got boys every single night wanting to get railed on film. So they're all going to go on OnlyFans. It's going to be great. <laughs> It's fucking delightful. I went from having nobody to fuck to now I've literally I've got half the city scheduled to fuck in the next in the next month. It's great. Um, well, <laughs> of course, no you know, you've, got, <laughs> you've got Sister Steel on Facebook and um, the OnlyFans is Dominique Danger. And uh, I, I, anytime you guys feel like reaching out, uh, I'm actually extremely friendly. And so you, you don't need a fucking appointment or you don't need a tribute and you don't need to tip me so that I could, you know, to, to just kind of take a friend request. So I'm um, actually, I look forward to expanding on this, uh, on my circle of friends, especially people that, um, that we have, you know, like-minded interests and in, uh, on the OG, I haven't had the opportunity to actually befriend a lot of people, believe it or not, except for a select few. So I would very much look forward to being able to expand on that circle if possible. So I'm going to look for you on Facebook. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a networking thing, I guess. Right, right. I will right, we'll expect a friend yeah. in, a friend request from a whole bunch of people. That would be nice. That would be fucking nice. Dicks, fucking yeah. send me a friend request. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Everybody I wants want. to see my tits, but nobody wants to be my friend. Okay. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you very much for being on the show today. Uh, we'd love to have you well, on. Thank again. you for having me. This was very exciting. Thank you. Thanks, Jay, right, and, and all your team and crew and anybody who tuned in. And I'm pretty sure I'll hear about it on the forums. So thank you so much for having me, guys. And until the next one, stay safe out there, okay? Uh, excellent yeah thank you very much uh, i want to <laughs> thank, thank the og army for listening in. we can't do a show without you guys we will be back tomorrow at six o'clock to do this shit all over again uh until then i'm passive j and you guys have yourself a great day i'm Come done on, music. Was it, great? <laughs> it was so great I think it was so exciting. <laughs> okay, where's our theme music? It's just low. It won't load. God damn you. All right. Fuck the LG. You guys have a great night. Bye-bye. <laughs>